Bebop. Artist Bebop number 38. This is the weekly ramble where I take a timer, set it for 22 minutes, and artistically ramble. It's on. <laughs> Howdy. So, a lot of weird thoughts before I started here. Uh, I was listening to a podcast and it was Jada Pinkett Smith on a Mayan, Mayan Bialik's uh, breakdown. And so the idea was discussed of, she wrote this biography, this autobiography and just the idea of sharing. And it just got me thinking about sharing and how I grew up, why I share <laughs> and how I share. But yeah, my, um, my father, not very sharing. And then my mother, <laughs> oversharing that whole thing of opposites attract. I, I've never seen in a more fuller opposite spectrum. So I think from having that, and I was talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about how you learn a lot of what you don't want to do from your parents as well, <laughs> yeah, which is, which is scary because having children, Oh, that's a whole other neuroses, but, but yeah, having that dynamic growing up, I, I guess I struggle or fight to be in that center part where I do want to share, I do want to be expressive, but sometimes I have to tame that other side. And finding that balance, like anything, I guess. But just the idea of sharing in general, you know, it's, I talk about the vulnerability of that and yeah, it, it was just, it's weird. So that's what I came in here with was that idea of sharing and how far one should take it. And it's a balance I'm always dealing with, <laughs> even on these rambles, even, yeah. I guess that's what's cool about expression is the connectivity that it can have. And I was talking to another friend about, or she was asking, you know, in terms of celebrity, like when a celebrity dies, I guess that sadness and why, why that sadness? And it's, cause a long time ago I had an ex who 
kind of one that would mock you when I'd get sad. Like Johnny Cash died and I was sad. And and a lot of that was listening. I remember listening to those last records and they very much sounded like goodbyes. And so, yeah, his death was emotional. But her thing was, you never met Johnny Cash. And yeah, I guess we never went to dinner but I very much still live with a lot of his music. And there, there's that, and there's those parts that he shared. And I guess that's the trick in art, is figuring out what you want to put out there. And going Going into pop art further with that, it's... I like popular culture in general because it can bond you and a complete stranger. And then it can wormhole even further. And then you're less of a stranger but it's because of this more salient thing in the world that you're able to land together on, even if you experience it a different way. It's still very neat. That's what keeps me making pop culture stuff. So, so yeah. But yeah, this week was Halloween. That was awesome. <laughs> I was talking to a friend about how much of a production that is with kids. Like that day was very, the, the stress levels were up just because I'm, I'm trying, and I'm, I'm trying to get the costumes right and wrangling and doing our normal stuff, but worrying about my son's bow tie because I made him peewee. <laughs> and then, but then you know, how, I guess, yeah, stressful and a little annoying that is that process, but the payoff when your kids get such joy <laughs> yeah it's good stuff so so yeah it was good times it, and it's it's so cool being an adult and watching getting to watch like your own kids joy i love that Yeah. But yeah, so I survived Halloween. <laughs> I've been uh I've been strumming the guitar more and more. And I was thinking about that earlier. How I guess that is people ask, Do you have a hobby? And it, that's hard because my my work feels very much like a hobby. But I realized it is work. 
but when I'm strumming guitar, it's it's not work, and I, I've been, and I think maybe I've averted, avoided it, because I feel like I have other things to do. Like tonight, I was I was strumming away, and that killed two hours of my time. <laughs> and but you know, it's like wow, that that felt good, and. I felt looser in the studio. I felt looser coming here. <sighs> I guess I, I don't... I'm maybe not doing that for myself as much as I should. I've been trying to be more self-aware on these fronts. I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure others can relate, but... Yeah, I just get wound up in everything that needs to get done that I forget. You know, as cathartic as the studio is, as it's still, still you need that that other that other thing. So, so yeah, I've <laughs> I realize that the majority of what I I, I mean, I, I do other people's music. Like, I, I've always liked covers, but I like a cover that doesn't sound like the original, where the person did their own thing. So I kind of enjoy doing that with songs. It's just me. It's my voice. It sounds like me. It feels good. I guess it's no different than that. I yeah, I never thought about that. But so I'll I'll draw David Bowie, but it it's my Bowie. It's not necessarily like you can tell it's Bowie, but it's me making Bowie. So me singing somebody else's song. It, I guess I approach it the same way. I never thought about it, but I I very much like that like some of my there's a lot of covers that for me I like better than the original and those are my favorite types because that's I think that's really that's neat but I realize most of my discography <laughs> they're social distortion songs <laughs> Uh, which is, yeah, my favorite band. But yeah. So that, that was, that was good. That was a good waste of two hours earlier. <laughs> but I forgot is how much uh, my kids like, like it. So, so that's nice. It's nice to have an audience. <laughs> they don't know any better. <laughs> I don't know. I know one of them has asked for a guitar, so I gotta gotta make that happen for Christmas. Gotta get those sails rolling, <laughs> so Santa Claus can uh, can be wealthy. <laughs> Man, and so in the studio, getting getting deep in commissions—that's pretty cool.
I've still, I think I was working on Shaq, the giant Shaq last week. I, I still am rounding him out. He's almost done. And then I've got this string of other ones. Larry Bird. Taylor Swift. So that'll be funny, because I was thinking about that. I, anytime I do a music thing, whether it's a request or a commission, when I'm working on that artist, I'll put their music on. So I don't know that I know any Taylor Swift, so it'll... <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> so that's exciting. What I find a lot of the times is an artist I don't know, I probably do know, I just didn't know it was that artist. So, and that's, that's kind of weird. And that happens, it happens a lot and then I forget who they are again. If I'm not into that groove. Like, I like that about records. Like I found Anita Ward the other day. And I forget the name of the song, but classic disco. But I, I had no idea who the artist was. And to hear it on vinyl was a special, special thing. Like, I, I was like, man, this is a banger. <laughs> I loved it. But yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking more about... I mentioned before I'm going to be illustrating for a book for my friend. And so it just has me, I'm watching very closely, or I want to watch closely to see how books are put together. I've seen a few things on self-publishing and so I'm doing the daily rambles and I want to, I want to make a book because really how that started was I saw a guy who did a, the the daily dad and so he put a book together of 365 days and i i don't know i guess i'm a little <laughs> mean about when i see the 365 day thing because i'm like am i supposed to be impressed you work 365 days to me, that's just what you do, but, but I get it. And I, I, I don't know, I should chill out. <laughs> I guess it's just weird to me because that's my discipline. No matter what we, we will, I will create. And yeah, but you know, writing, it, it's been so cool. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, the whole sharing thing, going back to that, I was just thinking, like during the pandemic, that was stressful. And it was the first time, because they started to do these teletherapy things. So, so I signed up <laughs> and, and I, I did that for a little while. And then after a while, somebody, I forgot to put this on airplane mode. Arrgh. Okay, sorry. But so I, yeah, I get on teletherapy and 
See, I lost my train of thought there. Grr. Okay, so yeah, we're I, I I'm in these sessions. And I guess they got so far. They realized that like, yeah, I had a few things going on and after a while I was like, you know, this is kinda what I do in the studio is think about these things. And so I, I stopped going. But I realized that the writing, even this stuff where I'm rambling, which is scary. Yeah, partially scary. Yeah. Because you, you are, you're putting stuff out there. And what if you say the wrong thing? <laughs> what if you write the wrong thing? What if you write something that'll come back and haunt you? And that's the whole thing with boundaries. Again, the mother-father dynamic of sharing versus not sharing, oversharing versus being an enigma. <laughs> My father, the enigma. He's very much an enigma. And I've, I've come to love that about him. <laughs> he makes me laugh. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes it, it just, yeah, it would be nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think my mind, I think this ramble is very weird. My mind's in... My mind's always scattered. It's okay. You know what was cool? My brother found all these books, or my books, I guess. And so they were, they were from my college years. And so I had this girlfriend who worked at Rice University in Houston. And she worked in the library. She worked in the business library. But she'd go over to the main library sometimes. And they would have discards. You know, books that they were getting rid of. And so I got some really choice books. And it brought up this memory. It brought up a lot of memories. But, and this happened more than once. But this was one guy that worked with her who was a student there. And uh, I don't know what his deal was, but he just, I remember I had a stack of these books. I'm very happy with them. Very excited. Please excuse the buzzes. I'm going to try to put this on sleep mode. Okay. But he, I remember he had this stank face on. And he's like, what do you what do you do with all those books? Do you read them? And yeah, I was just like, well, yeah. That's <laughs> why I'm taking the books. But it was weird, and a lot of people would get uh, like it's funny because I have one friend who brought that up a while back that. You know, in college, he just remembers I always had a, like, my nose in a book. 
And it's funny because usually it was not the class assignment. <laughs> that, that always happened. That happened in earlier school too. I would say elementary, I was not reading what I was supposed to be reading. Undirected reading. But, but yeah, so, so he, he admired that, but there were, there was a demographic that would get enraged that I was always reading and I didn't understand it. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend call me up one time and he said, uh, said, what are you doing? I'm just like, I'm reading. He said, don't you get tired of that? It's like, no. And, and it's funny because back then I thought, I guess I would look at my parents and I mean, they didn't have leisure time. They were doing our stuff or they were working or they were, I, I saw what adulthood looked like and I recognized it. And I was very conscious of the fact that one day I would not be able to read as much. And I was right. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't get as much reading in as I'd like these days. Especially since I'm always coming up with projects. That part I didn't foresee. I didn't think about, really. I always had projects, even as a kid. There was always something going on. Always had an activity. Even... It's funny because we'll be working on this book and, you know, in college, in high school, I did a literary magazine and then <laughs> in college, I didn't like the way they were running the main literary magazine. So I started an independent one and I would do things like go to the poetry readings at coffee shops. That's our timer, post-ramble. I'd go to coffee shops and do poetry night, and I, I would read some stuff, and I started to collect the poets that were there. And yeah, I did a, a few, few issues of a magazine outside of the college. That was cool. But yeah, I, I've always been project-driven. I mean, I think that's just an inability to sit still. Not so much physically, but mentally. It's hard to turn my mind off. I realize that is a deep product of ADHD. I'm going to stop rambling. I could go another 22 minutes tonight, <laughs> but yeah. Well, I hope your Halloween was splendid and thank you for tuning in. I will see you next time. Welcome to my world, El Santos world, Bebop.